Hey, yo, what up? It's Tori Deshaun, a.k.a. Boopy, and you listening to MTMV Sports. Scat. What's good? It's your boy, Stephen Malcolm, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV4. So happy to be joined today by my boy Conrad Hilton, other known, uh, otherwise known as Connie Westside, man. Y'all know uh, what it is. Yo, if, if you're paying attention to our YouTube channel, then what you get a chance to see is you'll see our, our season two with the Baby Rattlers, right? Our season one with Baby Rattlers, all that Connie Westside. Right, all of that's Kanye West side. If you get a chance to to hop into our Florida Boys podcast, or formerly known as our Florida Boys podcast, all of that Connie West side. Actually, our entire YouTube channel Connie West side. So, uh, <laughs> so getting him on the line to talk about college football is kind of what we do here. I'm so happy to be joined by him today. What's up, Connie? How you doing, brother? What's up, everybody? What's up, Rick? Man, thank you for having me, man. Chilling, man. Yo, so we got a crazy slate of games coming up, bro. So we'll just touch on a few of them. But I gotta, uh, I gotta just run the rundown for people. It's South Carolina versus Georgia. It's um Oklahoma versus Texas. It's Bama versus T A M U, right? It's um with Texas A and M. It's Florida State versus Clemson, which I know we about to talk about. It's Michigan State versus um, Wisconsin. It's um, Florida versus LSU. That's a big one. USC versus Notre Dame and Nebraska versus Minnesota. It's a ton of games on on Doc this weekend, bro. Um, let me just hop into the one that you care about the most because we can hop there first and then we'll kind of jump around from there. We got Florida State at Clemson. You know the big question around for everybody is does Florida State stand a chance against Clemson. You say you've been disrespected all morning and you've been hearing about it all day. Um, My question to you is, bro, do they stand a chance? Does Florida State stand a chance against the powerhouse of Clemson? All right. So realistically speaking, you do want to go with the numbers and the numbers tell you Clemson has a 85% chance of winning this game. Uh, But one thing as a fan, because this is called my team, my voice, my team is Florida State, and my voice says Florida State's going to win this one. Uh, and here's the reason why I think we win this one. I think t- because Trevor Lawrence has not been playing to uh, to the level that uh, he's been playing beforehand when he first came in. And keep in mind, he had a tough time trying to throw in the run with us last year, even though that was a big blowout. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, after a while, he had um, gotten to the rhythm of things, and he he demolished us. Now, keep in mind, Willie Taggart, if you look at his past history, his first couple seasons are always awful. His first seasons are always awful. But when when he gets into it and he gets his program right, his second seasons always turn out to be the better season. Now, when you look at a when you look at the talent that is surrounding Clemson, especially their defensive line, their defensive line is a uh, it's it's not the same as last year. But I mean, they they kind of reloaded by grabbing some kids from IMG, some of the kids from uh 
from uh, Gwinnett County. I mean, you have a bunch of you have a bunch of like stars on their team, especially especially in that uh, secondary. But uh, their highlight right now is going to be the receivers. Now, this is why Florida State wins the game because even though they have all that, I think Florida State is playing with the confidence right now, and they're playing for something. They really want to get back to where Florida State was not just not just a a powerhouse, but the the household name. And we want to get back to that. And I think Willie has coached the guys up to 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 want that. I mean, we can't go in we can't go into the rest of ACC play three and three. We have to go ahead and get this game. So my my big question is what. What do you do with that quarterback, man? I don't see any way to stop him and those receivers. Well, we keep contained mostly. Uh, keep contained on the outside. Uh, pressure him up the middle. He 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 does get flustered when you pressure him. Also, you want to uh, you, with the receivers. We need to go ahead and change up the format. We're trying to put some of our bigger uh, corners on there. Uh, one corner that's stand that's starting to stand out this year is Asante Samuel Jr. He's starting to stand out. You're starting to see glimpses of his father a lot, and he's okay. just, like he's literally going up against the tough of the, the toughest of the toughest, and he's showing out. Uh, there's a couple of missed opportunities on our end, but we we are going to fix it, and I think our secondary our secondary is going to get uh um be cor- corrected. And also, you know, we got a new um, we got a new defensive staff member that is helping us out. So it's it's a big thing, man. I'm 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 excited. All right. So let's ask you this: like, what's something that Clemson's not prepared for that Florida can bring to the table? Oh my God! Uh, you ever heard of that little guy named Cam Akers, the running okay. back that we have? Oh my lord! Okay, Cam Akers is he's the workhorse. And I'm sorry, but I don't think anybody on that dog on defense can can stop him. Uh, they had a tr- they had they had tough times with uh, they had tough times with uh, with the running back from North Carolina, and they and and North Carolina doesn't have a solid running game, and neither do we. But we have a solid runner, and when he when he takes off, he takes off, and there's no way they're going to stop him. He's averaging about 116 yards per game. Um, what do you think makes him such a successful running back? Well, I mean, I've seen him around town a couple of times, and I had a I had a pleasure of speaking with him. One of the things that I like about the young man, he's so focused. Um, whether it's whether it's in the classroom, whether it's helping out in the community, but like I can see it on the field. He's so focused, and because and because he has that raw athleticism and and just the just the power that he packs with his legs. There's uh, it, it, it keeps him successful. It keeps him successful during the run. It keeps him successful during, during games. It makes him want to play harder and play for his teammate. And yes, he is a team player. That's what makes him so successful. So Trevor Lawrence isn't having a killer season right now, right? Like he's not having one of those blow up, blow everybody out of the water type seasons right now. Actually, he struggled a little bit in game one. He kind of started to catch his rhythm along the way. Do you feel like maybe he is one of the spots of vulnerability for Clemson? Uh, No, I don't think he's the vulnerable spot. Uh, The vulnerable spot is – even though they got the talent in the secondary, I think the vulnerable spot is their secondary defense. Um, 
keep in mind they're they're giving they're giving up on the pass. Uh, they're giving up. They're giving up. I, I want to say about a hundred yards a game. You know, what I mean, and in passing, you know, and it might not sound like a big number, but it's significant to what they what they had done all last year. Okay, all right. So, your final prediction on that is Florida State wins. Yes, Florida State nation. Yes, what's the score? Florida State wins thirty to fourteen. Thirty to fourteen. Yes. Come on, famo. Come on, man. 30-14? Versus Clemson? Yes. Yo, it's my team, my voice, but it's not like wild nonsense. <laughs> it's not wild nonsense. But let but let's let's Okay, let's, okay. Well, look, I'll give you I'll give you what Vegas will give. Okay. I'll, I'll give you what Vegas will give. Vegas will probably give like if they pick Florida State to win, Vegas will probably do like 21 20, oh, not 21, 20, 28, 24. You're predicting an outright blowout of the one of the best teams in the nation. Man, they need to get they need to get humbled. I feel like they need to be humbled. And <laughs> they, need to, they need to realize, bro, this is our conference, bro. Y'all are y'all are little brother. Y'all gonna forever be little brother to me. But you know, <laughs> I digress. Yo, Clemson is not anybody's little brother anymore, yo. But um, okay, okay, we'll rock with that. Let's go to another brother type rivalry, man, in Oklahoma and Texas. Um, what do you foresee from from that pairing? What do you think that'll look like at the end of the day? Who wins that matchup? Well, uh, who wins the matchup? Um, I think Oklahoma wins it. Uh, okay. because because Oklahoma lost like the last two Red River rivalries in season. And then when it came to being playing, well, when it came to playing out of out of season, out of season or whatever, they wind up winning like the 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 big the big twelve championship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I see, I see, I see Oklahoma getting this one. Um, t- if it's, I don't think it's going to be a tough game. I think they win this one all convincingly. Okay, tell me about Jalen Hurts, man. Like we we saw Texas struggle a little bit um in their game against LSU and wind up losing that matchup, right? Um, mm-hmm. but tell me about Jalen and how you feel about him moving forward. Jalen's that guy right now, especially there. You've seen the last two quarterbacks, right? The last two quarterbacks who go yes. number one in the draft came from Oklahoma, and apparently they have the quarterback whisperer because Jalen looks good, and I think he's leading in the Heisman Trophy race. So tell me a little bit about Jalen, and what do you think he brings to this rivalry? Well, Jalen brings a whole different a whole different level of athleticism, a whole different level of quarterback. Keep in mind, Jalen Jalen comes from a winning program, so he's always been part of a winning tradition. So he's a winner. Not only that, he's a strong quarterback. He's a strong quarterback, and what I'm what I mean by that, he's he's like a he's like a faster Tim Tebow with a better arm, faster Tim Tebow with a better arm. So when you see him on the field as to any other Big 12 quarterback that you've seen come out, he's not Kyler Murray. He's not the scat guy, you know what I'm saying, but that, that'll make plays. He's he's not Baker Mayfield, the kid with the chip on the shoulder. No, he's a whole different guy. He's a whole different beast. He is a quarterback that's been developed, and now he has a, he finally has a quarterback whisperer in uh in, in Lincoln Riley. And I'm I'm not going to lie to you, man. He's going to be the third Heisman winner, and 
He's probably going to be the third overall. He's probably going to be the third overall pick, not the first, but third overall pick in the ben, okay, uh, this upcoming okay. draft. You think he goes first round? He goes first round. He he goes after Tua. So so if Tua goes second or if Tua goes first, he's after Tua. Hot takes, hot takes. Get your hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. That's how, that's how it works here, man. All right, all right. Wow. You think he goes that high for real? Yeah, he goes that high. Okay, okay. All right. So let, let's let's go a little bit further, man. Let's talk a little bit about – I know we're going to stay in Florida, right? We, we left Florida for a second. Let's go back to Florida. We cool with that? Uh, if we're talking about the other folks, then maybe, I guess. I, I don't know. We're going to have to talk about, the gators. about those other folks, man. We've got to talk about these Gators and what happens with, what, the number five team in the in the country right now in LSU, actually number one team leading in scoring. What do we talk about when we say Florida versus LSU, right? And who do you think comes out of that matchup? Because for the pundits, I think it's pretty clear – Florida's in a situation not having their um not having Felipe Franks, but that may be a benefit to some Florida fans. They they kind of like that. So my question to you is, what happens in this game? Who leaves the winner? That's a dog fight, bro. That's a dog fight. And bruh, here's the thing, man. I love what Florida's been doing. I love because they battle. I love that they battle. But I love what LSU has been doing. I absolutely adore what LSU has been doing. Really? So it's a dog fight, and I don't see this being a high-scoring game. I don't. You don't? No, because because here's the thing. Um, here's the thing. Well, what's what's the, what's the young man? Is it Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Burrow. Yep. Joe Burrow's. That guy has been playing at a high level. But yeah. I don't think he I don't think he faced the athletic defense like Florida yet. Which to say on the other end, I don't think Florida's quarterback has faced the athletic defense like LSU. You know what I'm so, scared about for this that? game? I'm kind of concerned about LSU's defense. If you've been paying attention to yeah, LSU's defense it, now lately they've been playing cupcakes. Let's keep it let's keep it a, a buck. They've been playing cupcakes, right? And since they played Texas, they haven't played anybody who's going to really challenge them. Just straight up. When they were going through these cupcakes, right, some of these cupcakes start putting up points. And if you paid attention to LSU Twitter, people on, on LSU Twitter were going off about the lack of dominance on defense, especially against cupcakes. Because we all recognize a cupcake when we see it. You know what I mean? So my thing is this. You have been lacking slightly in defense against cupcakes. What do you do when a legit team comes in, right? And yes, they don't have their um, first string quarterback, but the second, the second quarterback is more efficiently running the offense. Yeah. In some people's opinion, what does LSU's defense look like when it gets real again? And Man. and do they do they suffer a little bit because they have been playing these warm up games? Rick, you got to look at the time. It's garbage time that they're doing all this. Like all that scoring that these teams will do, it's garbage time. They're putting in they're putting in they're, they're they're putting in their second string. They're putting in freshmen. They're putting in guys that don't play a lot. That's garbage time. You I mean, how are we going how are we going to count garbage time defense? You can't we're count not, that. Now if they got to play Think about, bro, come on. We all have garbage time defense. Every team has a garbage time uh, 
defense. Every team. Even us, a little small family high school, has a garbage time defense. Like, we put in we put in the guys that normally don't get in, and we like, look, y'all go ahead and play, and y'all go ahead and get you some stats or whatever so y'all can say no, all this. This was against, like, Northwestern, right? So against Northwestern, um, they scored their two touchdowns that they scored twice in the first two quarters. It's, mm-hmm. it's not garbage time defense. This is, like, them. You feel me? Like, right. this, this, this wasn't garbage time defense. Now, against the other opponents, right, and this is when people were really flipping out especially against Northwestern. That's when you saw that. Against Vandy, all right, cool. So maybe a little garbage time defense, but they started off seven. They started off with their first seven early, right? Mm-hmm. That was in the first quarter. They scored 10 in the second quarter. That's not garbage time defense. They're giving up 17 to Vandy in the first two quarters. That's not garbage time defense. Now you go back and you play a Utah State. All right, cool. Dominant against Utah State. Even they scored their first six points in the first quarter, not after that. They didn't score any after that, but in the first quarter, they they dropped their first six points. So most of the times when these teams, these garbage teams are scoring, it's in mm-hmm. the beginning, right? It's not towards it's not towards the end. Well, I mean, all right. So now granted, so, they're not so, doing anything. So do we do we count that same stuff against like when Bama when Bama drops like when 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 uh when when Bama gets uh go against who who they winning against? They went against um Old Miss, and they let Old Miss drop uh, drop uh, fourteen points, and it was 14, 14 at one point, and then wind up being like sixty two to fourteen at the end, or or sixty two to twenty four or something. I don't know, but like like they wind up dropping a whole bunch of points at the end. Like no one holds them accountable at all. So like I I don't get that. I'm not I'm not not holding Bama accountable for those points, right? Like I'm not saying that. What I'm saying to you is is that okay, LSU. Looked in, in some of those games. Now the final score tells a crazy story, right? Mm-hmm. Tells stories unimaginable, even sixty-six to thirty-eight. What type of story is that, right? But at the same time, um, and and Bama does the same thing to teams, embarrassing teams that are not, you know, shouldn't be on the same field with them. And I understand that. What I'm saying to you is those weak spots, those weak spots that show up in those type of games that you don't, you show up a little bit later in those games, but those weak spots. I feel show you where there's vulnerability. And I believe there may be some vulnerability just a little bit when it comes to LSU's defense. And when you face a legit team that's going to bring it for four quarters, then it may look different. That's my thing. I think it may look different. Do you do you give any credence to that? Or you're like, nah, I don't I'm not, I that, mean, it, it doesn't it matter. Look, no, no, I get you. I feel you. And it may look different, but like, come on, man. You can't. You, like it, I don't know, like, cause how, cause like you gotta understand, like we play play football, and football is a any given day. It's like who's gonna have their day, who's gonna have their mess ups. Like anybody can slip in. Like that's why that's why they that's why they're so creative with the offensive day offenses that they run. They're so creative with the players that they have. Like think about think about a Florida State versus versus uh versus Boise State. Everybody, their mama knew that Florida State was gonna win that. Even in the first half, we oh Florida State got this. What happened? We lost. We lost. Not saying that. Not not saying that Boise State is better than us because run that back, run that back. I want to catch that fade again. Run that fade back, bro. I want him. I want them back. They you won't can do catch that. the fade again. No, they. they bro. You can catch the fade again. They play it all the time on ESPN. 
Right. <laughs> I don't like I don't like I don't like recorded things, bro. <laughs> I don't like my fades recorded, bro. They run the fade back once a year. <laughs> you know, like, hey, hey, Forrest, they remember when we did this to you? <laughs> okay. They do, bro. Like, <laughs> my bad. But um, okay. Look, I understand what you're saying. You're saying basically, hey. It's open, right? It's, you never know what's going to happen. My right. thing is is that dominance looks different, and we've seen LSU defenses be dominant in the past, making sure people leave the field feeling frustrated and not scoring at all on them, right? Now, they've looked leaky. Now, they have been dominant against these teams. They have been dominant outright overall, but I'm wondering against the Florida, Florida, what will it look like? So I guess they'll start answering my questions on, on Saturday. Right. Like my questions will be answered or addressed on Saturday. My question to you is, you think LSU comes out with that win, right? The way they be playing, the way they've been playing, yeah. Well, by hair. By, by hair. hair. Okay. So like Thank I said, low scoring great. game, low scoring game. I'm I wanna do I'm gonna do thirteen I wanna I say thirteen seventeen. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. So, do you feel like Florida has received the boost since Felipe Franks went out? No. Because really? remember, look, Florida. F- Florida's always been talented. Um. But Felipe Franks gave them a whole other level of like confidence. Like they're not as confident as with the guy they got now. Um. But with with Felipe, they were confident because Felipe knew in his mind, like, oh, I'm going to win every game. Felipe had in his mind. You can even you can even tell on the first game, his first game this season, he was like, "Yo, look, I do this. Y'all said y'all better stop playing with me." When he said that, you you saw his boys run to him. He was like, "Yo, he mean it." And the thing is, you saw the team respond to that, and that's how. It's crazy because that's how black man is for for Florida State. Like, like, look, we look, we got this guy's back. But here's the thing: like, black man, black man is not showing it on the field. Felipe was actually showing it on the field. Man, I'm glad you said black men the way you said it the first time. I thought you meant that all black men in Florida State acted a certain way. Thought you. Yes, all black men. We've, we've a I thought way. you said that's how black men are. What we do is we. I was like, all right, bet. All right, yeah. yo, talk to me. Um, let's go into the next game. Um, the last one we'll highlight for right now. Um, actually, you know, let me let me do this. Let me let's give you your choice. Let's give you your choice. I'm gonna give you three games. You tell me which one you want to talk about in detail. You ready? Gotcha. All right. Um, for the other two, I just get your prediction. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. South Carolina versus Georgia. That's one option. Bama versus Texas A&M. That's your second option. And then Michigan State versus Wisconsin. I'm sorry, no. Let me let me give you a fourth one. USC versus Notre Dame. Which one of those do you want to dive in, and which one do you want to just get predictions for? Come on, you know we got to go Bama, Texas A&M to dive in. All right. And cool. I'll, I'll give you my scores for the other ones. All right, give me South Carolina versus Georgia. What you thinking? Uh, 42-0. Who? <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> what do you mean? Really? Don't give me that look. Bro, that look South Carolina <laughs> doesn't hold a candle to Georgia. So, yeah. 4-2-0. Without and thought. Wow. Huh? Okay. Okay. Look, um, all right. All right. I'm going to give South Carolina at least 14 points. All right. All right. 
<laughs> you know what? We betting. We betting for push-ups. If South Carolina don't score and <laughs> South Carolina, you know, I, I can't do it. I can't help it. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm weird. If South Carolina don't drop at least 14 points, you can call me on command and get 10 push-ups from me. That, that's it. On command push-ups. And nah. then if they do score 14, you got to give me on command 10 push-ups, which means that I can call, I can call you, <laughs> I can call you on Tuesday and get two, Wednesday and get two more, Thursday and get three, and I can keep doing it until I get to 10. You straight? <laughs> press, All right, press. I'm with it. I'm with it. I got you. I'm with it. We with it? I'm with it. Bet. Bet. All right, cool. All right. So let's <laughs> let's talk USC versus Notre Dame. What we got? Okay, USC versus Notre Dame. Um, I think it's gonna be a scrappy one, uh, high scoring. So I will do uh, not really high scoring. I'll say I'll say twenty four. No, no, I say twenty eight to thirty. Twenty eight to thirty. All right, cool, cool, cool. Who wins that one? Thirty one, thirty one, thirty one, twenty eight, thirty one. Okay, who you got winning? Uh, I got Notre Dame. Okay, okay. All right, awesome. Um, Michigan State, Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin. I got Wisconsin in it. Score. Okay. I got them rushing for at least 200 yards in that Ooh, game. Yeah. I know okay. that. that was at a least 200 game. yards rushing. Okay. And then, um, let's see. I'll go. Uh, let, let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go 24. 24-21. Um, Wisconsin. Okay. All right. Awesome. Now, um, let's dive in. Bama, Texas A&M. What does it look like? What does it look like? Don't tell me about the end. Tell me about Bama this season, bro. And tell me how dominant, like, tell me how dominant you think they could be in this Saturday matchup based on what they've been doing this season. Um, They're going to the playoffs. That's what it is. I'm sorry. No one's beating Bama. But are they going undefeated? Yeah, to the they're going undefeated. Um, really? Like, I, like, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Usually, usually they have like a trip up game. Um, the trip up games that I thought I was gonna see, I don't think I don't think I don't think I don't think Auburn's gonna win win against them. And they have a they have a, they, I think they got a trap game somewhere with LSU. I don't think LSU can 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 beat them right now. I, I think they'll give them a good game, but I don't think they can beat them. Now, um, I don't I don't know if you remember uh, back when we first started when it was um, TSS. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I told you that it was going to be uh, when when Jimbo Fisher goes to Texas A and M, he's going to run the West. I told you. I don't know if you remember that. It's going to be like Nick Saban, who, um. Cause, cause, keep in mind, like you gotta understand the type of coach Jimbo is. You know, Jimbo demands greatness from his players, but um, now that I see that, you know, he may he may have been a fluke and he may have lucked out with the the type of caliber players that he gotten. Cause I don't think he's I don't I, honestly this game and and like years to come, I don't think he's going to make Texas A&M a powerhouse like people think he's going to make them. Mm. So, that being said, um I I think I think it I think it starts out a rough game. 
I think it starts out un, um, with uh, first quarter, no scoring. I think second quarter, you might get uh, 14 points out of the both. And then I think Bama runs away with it. Really? Like, outright runs away with it? Outright runs away with it after half. Okay. Okay. Now, let me ask this question, man. So, yeah. you said it it should be at least a little bit closer early. Yeah. And then Bama runs away with it. When it's time for them to actually run away with it, who do you think um, who do you think the player is that's going to break this game wide open? Come on, Judy. You think so? <laughs> Judy all day. What you mean? So look, that's my thought. So that's why I wanted to go with this. Is Judy the best receiver in the country, hands down? No complaint. No. Uh, I'm, I just, uh, reason being because he's the pride of Haiti. Um, okay. And you know, man, and it's hard. It's tough to go. It was in Spanish, so it didn't make any sense for what you were saying. No, I'm sitting here speaking. I'm sitting here speaking Creole. Um, (laughs) And uh, let's let's be honest, dude. uh, There's there's no one better than him right now. At his position, athleticism is off the charts. He's probably going to rip up the combine. He's probably going to be a early. He's probably going to be a first day pick. and I, I'm pretty sure the Dolphins is going to draft him. I can't if give you that, bro. Tanking. If we continue tanking, I don't like tanking, but if we continue tanking, the Dolphins is going to get him. I can't give you the Dolphins um, taking him because you know what the Dolphins are doing, right? I know. What they doing? They say they're tanking for two. Yeah, they're taking for two. <laughs> but come on, man. We got Josh Rosen. And I don't want to be. I don't want to be team. I don't want to be the team that ruins this kid's career, man. I'm sorry. I feel so sad for him, man, because he's in the worst position ever, dog. Feel sad. You feel sad sad for a kid. Come on, think about it, bro. What if that was you? What if that was you? What if? And someone said, "Hey, we're gonna trade Rick, and Rick's gonna, Rick's gonna, Rick's gonna play. He's gonna be a first round draft pick, and then a new coach comes in, and then." Sends sends you to Miami, and then you have to play a whole year and and tank with a team that that does that's pretty much checked out at this point. My man, and then also, I don't have to tank. Thinking, I don't I'm have to saying, tank. I'm just I'm not just that saying. good. And maybe this ain't the route I should be taking. Maybe I need to link up with another coach. Maybe I need a new, a new environment. Maybe I need my own Sean McVay. Maybe I need somebody to come and take me to the next level. Maybe I'm not that good. Maybe <laughs> maybe I need to become a coach or something. Maybe, I don't know, I should be doing something else. Maybe I should go sit a year behind somebody who can actually play ball and watch them do their thing. And maybe I'll learn. Maybe one day I could be like, I don't know, um, a Nick Foles or somebody. Maybe I bloom late. Maybe this ain't my life, right? Just maybe that's the case. But all I do know is maybe y'all shouldn't bank on me because maybe I'm not that dude. First off, I'm going to always be that dude. How about this? <laughs> if it was me, I'm always going to be that dude. When I can't, All right, so when I went into training camp for uh, for Jacksonville, I felt like I was that dude. You couldn't tell me nothing. I had the coaches raving about me first first day. Day two, I got the if. They, they got iffy with me. 
But when day three came around, when day three came around, they had a bigger they had a bigger name, and they're like, "Yo, this kid is is he's having a tough time remembering the playbook." You know, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and and cut him off. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you know that made me feel some type of way, and I wound up playing semi pro and all that afterwards. But I mean, I had a good semi pro career. But I mean, other than that, like, come on, man. Come on, man. I'm but always gonna me, go in. I'm gonna always go me, in. I'm better than I'm better than everybody here. But you asked me if I were if I were him, what would I be saying? I just told you all the stuff that I'd be saying because there's no way you should be banking on me so I can throw to Judy, right? I should <laughs> you should be getting rid of me so you can get to it like you need to. That's what that's what needs to happen. But let's I, look, look. I'm, I'm gonna say this. I, I hope that you. I hope the the Dolphins are smartly either tanking for Tua or maybe tanking for one of the other quarterbacks because without a, a franchise quarterback, man, you just can't make a move. And and Rosen, you see him on the field. You watch him week to week. Do you feel for real in your heart of hearts that he's that dude? Please tell me. No, no, I don't believe he's that dude. And he got the go. I just feel bad for him. I, I mean, as a player, as a player, like if you. If you are okay, if you are a bona fide just football player, you understand this. If you're a coach, you understand this. You feel sorry for those guys because when you're dealing with business, business destroys a football player. Could like like if Tom Brady, Tom, all right, Tom Brady solidified himself as the goat. Why? Because he was placed in a good situation. He was placed in good. I don't think Tom Brady would have been the goat anywhere else. Well, bring Rosen to sit behind Tom so he can watch him hold his water. Tom has done that this year, bro. He ain't Tom has done that this year. Yo, who done? Tom has done that this year. Bro, TB4 is. Yo, TB12 is forever. TB12 is done after this year. Because if Tom plays another year, I'm done. I don't want to watch football no more. Well, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> he ain't going nowhere, bro. Just like go home, bro. He ain't going nowhere. Yo. Time with your kids, man. God, yo, you out here gonna, in Goku, bro. They gonna be time for that later, yo. So tell me something, man. I, I wanna we gonna hop off track for just a second, bro. Um, well, it's still on track. It's still college football, but I need to talk to you about Dustin Coates, who plays for um Georgia State. I went down. Well, we got a chance to go down and watch them ball out. Dustin had a phenomenal game. I don't know if you got a chance to see him, uh, watch him do his thing, but he killed, bro. And and honestly, they have a three-headed like backfield, bro. They look good. And he is one of those players. And he 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 looked good, good, like real good. So my question is, man, you know him, you know, from from coaching him. How was he as a, you know, as a player coming through the ranks, man? And then when you saw him moving on to Georgia State, would you know for sure it was gonna happen when he went there? Well, first and foremost, when he was coming up as a player, man, he was he was one of my favorite kids, man. I, I love that kid, man. Uh, he played basketball as well. I went to all his basketball games. Um, he was beloved by his running back coach. Uh, shout out to Devin. Um, and I, like I said, like this kid, we knew from day one he was going to be special. Uh, he came in from Mosley. That's uh that's uh west of uh, Tallahassee. And uh, when he came in from Mosley, man, we, you know, we all knew that uh, we all knew that he was, you know, he was really talented. We didn't know that he was going to be the talent that that got us all. Like he got us all the way to the semifinals of of the playoffs, and just by running behind him, 
his talent alone was just phenomenal. Uh, we thought he was going to go to. Uh, we actually thought he was going to go to Wake Forest because he had committed to Wake Forest first, and then uh, I think I want to say I want to say um, I want to say not Vanderbilt, but uh, it, it, Temple had came into the mix, and then he decided, hey, I want to go to Atlanta, and I want to go to Georgia State. Um, let's let's be honest, man. When when he got when he got a, uh, Georgia State, we knew he was going to start. But we knew he was going to be like one of those. We knew he was going to be utilized. Uh, the dude, the dude ran. Uh, he ran the forty at uh four four in high school. Um, when we tested him, when we clocked at him uh during during spring and during summer, ran in the four four range. We knew right then he was going to be something special. Um, and then not only that, he's a great kid, man. He's a father now. Uh, a shout out to shout out to my little niece. <laughs> But he's a father now, and I'm I'm so proud of that young man. I'm so proud of him. Like I brag about him. Uh, there was another one. There's another guy that I wanted I wanted to mention, Marcus Riley. So guys, if you have not uh, seen Marcus Riley play, check him out. He's at Bethune Cookman College, uh, which will be in the Celebration Bowl this year. I guarantee it. But uh, yeah, man, yeah, man. But like like I said, special player, man. He's a special player, uh, and he's a good friend too, man. Real good friend. We watched him run for three touchdowns, bro. He had that type of day. He had that type of day. He's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. He had that type of day. I mean, granted, three-headed monster. They scored so many points. They they won fifty-two to twenty-eight. Um, but my guy, yeah, the 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 kids the kids nice, and he's only no, going to get better. And by the think by the time he's done, right? Like by the time he's done there, he's going to make a statement. It's four touchdowns on the season so far. Three in one game. It's only been they've only played I think four games so far. They're playing Coastal Carolina um this upcoming week. That's gonna be a big game for them. Their first time winning their homecoming game in quite some time, right? They were really happy about that. Um and and, and the coach is happy about his three headed monster man. Like they really look good in the backfield. Their quarterback looks legit. So they really have a chance to do some big stuff in, in the Sunbelt Conference this year. You should be proud. Yeah, I'm like again, I'm 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 super happy for him. Um like I said, like if you want to get coached out there, guys, uh, if you want Coach Conrad at the helm and you want some talented players, come holler at me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just making a pitch. Hey, hey. Uh, speaking of, um, just want to give a shout out. Okay, so uh, again, man, if y'all, if y'all, I'm not checking out anything on our page. Please check check out uh, season two with the Baby Rattlers. Uh, we have a we have a bunch of like talented boys on our team, coaches. Uh, I will make mixtapes for y'all so y'all can see the players up close. Um, we're trying to find way to so we can so we're trying to find a way for y'all to access our players. Um, me and Rick we're trying to put our heads together and find a way so we can access the players. So um, we'll we'll talk about that one day. But I just wanted to go ahead and put those boys out there, man. I, I'm I'm having I'm having a blast teaching them. And I'm having a blast being around him. 
Awesome, man. Yo, thank y'all so much for joining us. It's phenomenal. It's always good to have you here. I'm super thankful for Kanye Westside, bro. He's put in so much work at MTNV Sports. He keeps us kind of, I mean, if you have, like I said, if this video is out, he has his hands in it in some way, shape, or form. And so we are thankful for his work and thankful for all the stuff that he's done uh, for us to move us forward. Um, He's been spending a lot of time with those baby rattlers, man. So like he said, go subscribe to that channel. We need your subscriptions. We need you to pay attention to what's going on there and support those boys, man. They're really working hard out there, doing their best, putting their best on the field so their futures could look bright in the sport that they love, man. So this is kind of what we're into. We're so thankful for you joining us, and we're really, really thankful for your support. Have a great day. Look, if you're checking this out on um, on Apple Podcasts, then here's what I need you to do. I need you to hit that subscribe button as well, right? Tell a friend, tell a family member, share it with somebody, right? And give us that five-star review that helps other people find this phenomenal content. And thank you once again for joining us. We love you. We appreciate you. Have a phenomenal day. God bless. Hey, don't forget to get Beyond Belief. Facts. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. No big. I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Hello. My name is Venora Lewis, also known as Nora Natish, and I am the host of The V Report. Each week, you will get a report from me about what is happening in the world of sports. Once a month, I will bring you an interview done by myself with someone associated to the world of sports, whether that be an athlete, trainer, writer, agent, or etc. The interviews will be exciting and informative. So keep a lookout for more information on my social media pages. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nora underscore Natish. You can also find my segment on the MTMV Sports Podcast.